Hello, and welcome into the 60 Feet 6 Inches LSU pod. Thank you all for joining me. In this episode, we'll be going over the weekend series for the LSU baseball team as they took on the visiting Georgia Bulldogs. What were the three big things we learned from this weekend series? How did I do on the get right, stay right list? And finally, what lies ahead this week for your Tigers? Thank you all for tuning in. If you're listening in on audio for the first time, the 60 Feet 6 Inches LSU pod is available on Apple, Google, Spotify, and other audio platforms. If you're viewing this on the 60 Feet 6 Inches LSU pod YouTube channel, please make sure you subscribe to the channel, hit the like button, comment, and hit that notifications bell as well. On Twitter, you can find me at 60FT6INLSUPod. Make sure to follow the Twitter account, set your notifications, and interact with me as well. And I just want to appreciate um, and thank everybody for all the likes, the retweets, and the interactions during the game. So that makes it fun for me, and I'm really having a, a good time doing this. So let's get into it, guys. What a great weekend for your LSU Tigers as they take 2-3 or three from Georgia in dramatic fashion. They won 6-2 on Friday, dropped the Saturday game 12-7, and then with a huge K. Doty walk-off bomb, won the game on Sunday 4-3. to three. A little bit of fireworks there at the end. So with the series win, LSU improves to 12-9 and in SEC play, and they are in a three-way tie for second with Auburn and A&M in the SEC West. I predicted on the preview episode for LSU that they will take two out of three, so I gave myself a little pat on the back there. And while I definitely felt confident, I was uh, my faith was definitely being tested on Sunday. I'd actually started writing out some notes, and then Kay Doty came up, Mr. Clutch, and did what he did, and I had to rewrite a lot of things, so... I'm more than happy to do that as long as LSU gets the series win. But in the end, you know, it was a huge series win at home, specifically over a highly ranked Georgia team, one whose RPI and strength of schedule should look very good come selection committee time when everybody is uh, handing out the slots for regional host sites. So we'll get started. And one thing um, I'm going to try to do on the review episodes is just go a little shorter. I think I get into the games too much, and so... I'm just going to skim over the key points, try to keep this thing to 17 to 20 minutes since a lot of people already saw the series and um, not keep y'all here too long. Go a little more in depth on the preview, but the review, just to let y'all know, I'm going to try to be a little shorter from here on out. So Friday night, LSU wins 6-2. And really the story of the game for me was Mikhail Hilliard, the bullpen, and then the home runs that LSU hit. You know, if you've been listening to the 60 Feet 6 Inch LSU podcast, you know my... uh, what I think about Mikhail Hilliard and what he's done, especially in game one of SEC play for the team this year. And you could tell early on he didn't have his best stuff or command of his best stuff, and he got better as the game went on. But he was able to work his way out of some early jams, especially in the first. He was able to work his way out of a bases loaded jams. And then in the end, he gave LSU stick strong innings. I think he went, man, about 112 pitches, and he really helped save that bullpen for the weekend. Um, and that was kind of the story of the game for Georgia as well. On Friday night, they left 13 men on base. And coming into the game, they were hitting 309 with runners in scoring position. And they went 0 for 6 in that area. And then they went 0 for 3 with the bases loaded. So they really struggled in areas at which they had done very well up to this point. Offensively, LSU got a two-run home run from McManus in the second. Georgia comes right back with a two-run shot of their own uh, by Tate who is a very good player, as we saw this weekend. He had three home runs on the weekend. The Georgia three-hole hitter, he leads them in hitting. Doty answers back with another two-run bomb in the third. Georgia leaves the bases loaded again in the fourth. Another great job by Hillier to work out of that jam. 
LSU scratches it. I thought was a very important run. Um, in the following inning, you had single, single. Then McManus comes up and he had just hit a two run bomb, and he's asked to sacrifice bunt, which I thought was a little puzzling, but it ends up working out for LSU. He does a good job with a sacrifice, and then Steven hit, Stevenson hits a deep sacrifice fly to score a run, and then finally Cruz caps it off with a solo home run in the seventh. And in the end of the game, the pin gets the job done with Razelman, who didn't have great feel when he came in. He didn't last very long in the game. He was a little off. But then Cooper and Gervais came in and slammed the door for an LSU victory. So a bunch of two-run home runs. Actually, LSU scored all their runs in that game besides one by way of home run. And LSU did a good job of limiting Georgia's damage or not letting them get anything going with runners on base. So... And unfortunately, as most of y'all know, that was not the case on Saturday. So LSU loses the game 12-7 to on Saturday. And uh, this is a game that I thought LSU had a chance to win late, then it just got out of hand. Um, this game saw Blake Money go up against Georgia's Jonathan Cannon, who has been great all year. He had a 0.69 in the SEC up until this game. And I'm happy to say that LSU put a few more runs on that ERA as well, so... But to me, the story of the game was where Georgia faltered on Friday night with not getting the job and leaving 13 men on base Friday night. On Saturday, it felt like they didn't leave anybody on base. You know, they hit, they scored 12 runs on 17 hits. They hit six home runs on the day, and three play, players each hit two home runs apiece. And that was Acton, the two-hole, who was on fire the whole weekend. I, I wasn't expecting much for him, but he was definitely one of their main hitters on you know, all weekend. He was on fire. Then the three-hole Tate, and then Parks Harbor hit two bombs as well on Saturday. And look, I thought LSU early on looked really comfortable against Jonathan Cannon. They looked very comfortable in the box. They were putting some very good swings on his pitches. They seemed very prepared for him. I'm sure the scouting department had the analytics up. They watched a lot of video on him leading up to this series. And um, I thought they did a great job against him. You know, Stevenson, Hit his first home run of the year. He had a three-run blast off Cannon. And then Pearson follows that right back up with a solo bomb of his own. So the two freshmen getting it done right there. And as an LSU fan, I know I am, you have to be extremely excited about these two guys for the next two-plus years. Corner outfielders that can run well, both left-handed sticks, and they just look like they know how to play the game. and They're not really phased by the pressure of playing and starting in the SEC as freshmen. So that's really good to see. And unfortunately for Blake Money, it was just the same start that we've seen the past couple outings. You know, he gives up a leadoff walk in the top of the first to Anderson. And then Acton hits a ball out uh, over left field fence. So right off the bat, LSU's already down 2 nothing, And... You know, he goes on the day, his line score money was two innings pitched, four hits, three runs, three earned. And at this point, I don't know what to do with money. I'm not saying he should be removed, but and I'm sure they've talked about this. Uh, Jay Johnson and Jason Kelly and maybe even Blake as well. They've had these conversations with him, or they will. But maybe you just you keep him on Saturday, but you do what they do in the big leagues where you have an opener. And maybe that could be Grant Taylor, actually. Let Taylor come in and throw three. And then Money comes in right after him no matter what. And Money throws two or three. And then you have your bullpen set up ready to go at the end with those guys. But it may be something to where Money 
maybe feels comfortable. He came out the bullpen last year, as we all know, and uh, just takes a little pressure off him, lets him relax, you know, lets him get loose down in the pen, and then he can come in regardless of the situation, and maybe LSU has some runs on the board. And uh, he doesn't have the pressure of starting and reliving um, some of those starts again. So I feel bad for him. I think as pitchers, we've all been there, but they definitely need him this year to throw and throw successfully if they're going to, you know, go a long way this year. That's my opinion. But, um, you know, it's just another rough outing for him. Hasty came in for him and threw well. Then it was Collins and Cooper. It just kind of was a parade of relievers. You know, Vittmeyer gives up two solo home runs in the seventh, and it's eight to four, you know, because they didn't really do anything after they got that four spot against Cannon. You kind of feel like LSU's done. But then somehow in the bottom of the seventh, LSU comes back. You got a Pearson walk, a Cruz walk. Then Barry hits his first right-handed homer of the year, dead central, just crushes a ball off of Jaden Woods, who had been throwing absolute fire from the left side. He was like 94-95. The inning before, he struck out three straight Tigers. So it's 8-7 to seven with no outs. Doty gets a hit. Morgan singles. And you're like, man, they really have something going here. Thompson sacks him over. So you got second and third with one out. Then you get a strikeout and a ground out. And the, the whole rally, everything just peters out right there. So that was very disappointing because you felt like they had a chance to really take the game in that instance because you knew Cooper, Gervais, Razelman, somebody was coming in right there to slam the door the next couple innings. But um, they just couldn't figure out a way to get it done with second, third, one out. And I believe at that time Georgia brought in their closer, Gowan, who's funky, has a funky delivery. He's not nice, clean, and smooth. He's got, you know, knees and elbows flying at you, and he did a good job elevating his fastball, and LSU just couldn't make it happen. Then in the ninth, Georgia just pulls away. They hit three bombs, two off Razelman, and I think one off Edwards, and uh, they just hit all day, and LSU didn't. I mean, if you think about it, on the Saturday game, LSU only hit in two innings. They scored four, then they scored a three spot, and they just couldn't finish innings off like Georgia did. And it was for the first time in a long time to where the pin really didn't get it done. Now, look, they had to go seven innings. But those guys had done that before. And Hasty threw well. But after that, guys who had performed all year, they just had a bad day. And we talked about it on the preview pod. But at some point, this bullpen is, is going to get worn out. And you cannot expect them to perform and throw 16-plus innings a weekend. It's just, I, to me, it's just not a long-term recipe for success. That's just my opinion. All right, so the rubber game on Sunday. LSU wins 4-3. to three. I think most people know what happens uh, with K. Doty and the walk-off bomb. But I think kind of obviously K. Doty is number one, story one. But a, a very close second is Samuel Dutton and the job he did. Look, he goes out on Sunday, and his line was four and two-thirds, four hits, two runs, two earned, no walks, four Ks. And that is an absolute huge outing by him when LSU really needed it. Because the day before, as a reminder, Georgia had 17 hits and six bombs on the day. So those guys are coming out very confident. And Dutton just does a great job throwing up zeros. The first three innings, zero, zero, zero. And I'm like, man, I thought it was definitely one of his more impressive outings. And um, to only give up four hits, and he only got hurt that one inning, I thought it was a phenomenal job by Dutton. So hats off to him. Cruz got things going in the first with a Cruz missile. He let off the game with a bomb. Then he hits another one in the fifth to top the game 2-2. Georgia got two runs off Dutton the inning before. But you just see, between Cruz's plate appearances, LSU's got nothing going. They can't string any hits together. 
Then Fontenot comes on and throws very well. I thought probably one of his best outings of the year. He goes three innings pitched, one run, not earned, no walks, four Ks. And unfortunately, he was a little bit of his own worst enemy in the top of the eighth. And he knows this, and um, I'm not belittling the kid, but he hits the eight hole on an 0-2 pitch, and he missed his spot by about 18 inches. And if I was sitting, if he was sitting right here, I'd say the same thing. And he said, yeah, exactly. That pissed me off. He wasn't trying to hit the guy. I mean, he had him 0-2. And then um, Morgan can't block a pickoff throw. The kid gets all the way to third. And then this is a tough play, right? There is a foul ball down the left field line. Um, Pearson is playing left at this point. He's barreling in. He gets to the bullpen mound, and he's going to make the catch. And he makes the catch. Then he tries to throw the guy out at home, and he slips. And um, I thought Hunt Palmer did it. Excuse me, Hunt Palmer did a great job on the broadcast saying, and it's true that you really don't want to catch that ball. And this is the reason because the odds of you catching it and throwing the runner out at home, who was the go-ahead run, are slim to none. Just because the bullpen mound is so far down the left field line. And then he's got to go up the bullpen mound and then come down. I mean, the fact that he made the catch was amazing. Obviously, him being a freshman, he wants to make every play that he can. Now, there's no guarantee that um, Fontenot gets the next guy. and I mean, Fontenot gets Anderson, who was hitting, out on the next pitch or anything. The guy could just hit a single up the middle of the next pitch. But that's one of those things where you just want to take your chances right there and hope Fontenot can get the guy out and um, just let that ball drop. I mean, it's tough. You don't see that play happen very often. But um, in hindsight, or maybe after the game, I'm sure Coach Johnson said, you know, in the grand scheme of things, we probably should have let that drop. Anyway, so we head to the ninth. 3-2 Georgia. So Georgia comes back. So Jaden Woods is on the mound again. He's left-handed. He's here to face Barry. He faced Barry the day before, and Barry hit that mammoth blast off of him dead center. And I think that was the right decision, right? They turn Barry around to the right side, which is his worst side. And he throws hard. And Barry does a phenomenal job of pulling his hands through and just muscling a ball out to short left field to lead off the inning with a single. I mean, they busted him in three straight pitches on a one-two pitch. He just muscles it out there. And I, I thought that was huge. And then Doty comes up next pitch and just crushes one to the scoreboard. And he's Mr. Clutch. I mean, there's not more you can say about it. But... I would love to ask Scott Strickland, the coach from Georgia, if you could get him in a room, do you regret your decision for leaving Jaden Woods in the game? Now, Jack Gowan, has, their closer, has eight saves on the year. He's second in the SEC in saves. He pitched the day before. And this is where I thought was a huge, I had a huge issue with this. He pitched the eighth against LSU and shut him down. Then Georgia scores uh, four runs in the top of the ninth. So they're up 12-7. And Georgia runs Gowan back out again. And LSU just runs his pitch count up to like 38. And I'm thinking, what is this guy doing? But hey, have right at it. I even tweeted about it. I even said, at least LSU got a really good look at Gowan on Saturday if he has to come back on Sunday. And so maybe they don't like to use him on back-to-back days. Maybe the fact that he went almost 40 pitches, they didn't feel comfortable bringing him back. But... Once Barry gets on, I mean, I know Jaden Woods throws 95 from the left, but I'm bringing Gowan in in that funky delivery to face, you know, he's got to face Doty, then Morgan. 
I get. I don't. Maybe they want to leave Woods in for Morgan. I I don't know. But whatever it is, Doty made that decision look dumb, and he's Mister Clutch, man, and he got the job done right there. So absolutely huge series win for the Tigers. Okay, the three big things. So what did I learn this weekend? One, LSU found a way to get it done. So when it looked bleak and you felt like they may lose the series and that they were going to really let this one slip away and that an opportunity was lost against a big, um, highly ranked team and a team with a big strength of schedule and RPI, um, LSU stuck with it. And they fought to the last out and they made Georgia finish the game and they weren't able to. And that's all you can ask for as fans and as a coaching staff is that your team plays hard, they don't quit, they don't give up till the very, very end. You know, and as they continue to march toward and make their case for a regional host spot, which I think they have a great chance now looking at the remaining series and the way they're playing. Um, I just think that bodes well, and I, I thought they had to defend Alec Box this weekend, and they did just that. Number one, LSU found a way to get it done. Number two, LSU needs to figure out what to do with the Saturday starter spot. I mentioned it earlier, and I said it on the preview episode pod, but LSU's been leaning on the bullpen a lot for games two and three. You know, Typically, the bullpen's throwing six innings in each game. That's the way it seems. And the bullpen's come through time and time again, but on Saturday, they just didn't. And you knew it was going to happen at some point. You know, they're college kids. And I said it earlier, they just got to decide what to do with Blake Money because they need him. He's going to help them be successful in the long run. I just think moving him to a um, first in relief on Saturday, I would have that discussion with him. And maybe he's totally against that, and maybe Johnson and Kelly don't feel putting anybody out there as an opener. I have no idea, but something needs to be done about the second starter spot. And then the third thing, and I thought about this a lot. The third big thing is I worry about LSU at times, and I think they struggle to string hits together. Just hear me out. And maybe it was just me, but I felt like Georgia was constantly putting pressure on LSU Friday and Saturday night. Top of the first, bases loaded. Hillier gets out of it. The fourth, bases loaded. Hillier gets out of it. Saturday, it took LSU a little bit to the woodshed, but they didn't stop hitting the whole game. I mean, they put up four runs with three bombs in the top of the ninth. So, and that's something I wish you would see LSU do more, is put pressure on people more often throughout the game by stringing hits together. So check this stat out. You ready? The gold-plated money stat for the weekend. Nobody else got this for y'all. LSU scored 17 runs this weekend. They scored 16 of these 17 runs by way of home run. Whether it was a solo bomb, a two-run shot, or a three-run home run. So only one inning did they really manufacture a run, and that was Friday night. So to me, look, if you're going to hit home runs and win, that's great. But on the flip side, what, if you project yourself into a regional and say you don't get a host site for some reason, you go in there as a two-seed and you got to play Texas State as a three-seed, right? You're going to face their ace. Or you... Make it out the region, you got to go to a super regional, right? You got to go to Texas Tech or you got to go to Oklahoma State or Corvallis, wherever. At some point, balls aren't going to fly out the park. You have to be able to go single, single, error, walk, sack, double, walk, single. You can't just go single bomb, KKK. You know, out, solo bomb, ground out, ground out. At some point, in my opinion, for long-term success, they have to start stringing hits together more frequently. And you just didn't see that the majority of this weekend, you know? So, just my opinion. Okay, 
wrap it up here. Get right, stay right list, baby. Here we go. How did I do? On the get right, I had the starting pitchers, and I specifically mentioned Money and Dutton on Saturday and Sunday because I, I feel like I know what to expect from Hilliard. So for me, I'm going to call this a push. Money, as we mentioned, didn't throw great, but I thought Dutton threw phenomenal on Sunday when you really needed him to step up. So eh, get right starting pitchers, we're going to call that a push. Also on the get right list, I had Doty. Now, he's Mr. Double, and he's also Mr. Clutch, and he's shown that time and time again this year for LSU. So this weekend, he went three for 11 with a two-run home run, and then the two-run home run again to walk it off. So two-run home run on Friday, and then on Sunday to bookend it, four RBIs. He did have five strikeouts, though. You just got to watch those numbers. But look, the guy goes three for 11 with two two-run bombs. I'm going to call that a win for Demui. So I got Doty right on the get-right list. On the stay right list, I had the bullpen. And on Friday and Sunday, phenomenal. Here's our line score from Friday and Sunday. Don't say I'm cherry picking. I know what they did on Saturday. Friday and Sunday, they went seven and a third innings pitched, one hit, one hit, one run, no earned runs, two walks, nine Ks. Friday and Sunday, those dudes gave up one hit and seven and a third. I will take that. Every weekend, all weekend, here on out. Because that's winner, winner, chicken dinner right there. So that's just truly impressive. And I know they didn't throw good on Saturday. I mean, yes, correct, Saturday. And they were in some tough spots um, Friday and Sunday. But a great job of the bullpen. Call that a win for me on the stay right list. And then lastly, stay right, I had McManus and Joe Bear. They both went off the weekend before against Mizzou. So how did they do this weekend against Georgia? McManus went two for 11 with a two-run home run on Friday. But not much after that, and he had five Ks on the weekend. So he really struggled on Sunday as well. Joe Bear, this guy's got the worst look in the um, – I swear on the team, I was texting my buddy or DMing uh, Stephen Miller. And I'm like, this guy just crushes balls right at people, you know? Joe Bear went one for seven on the weekend, four walks, which is really impressive, and only one K. So to me, that's huge. He's seeing the ball really well. He hit 600 the weekend before against Mizzou. And he continues to hit balls on the nose, just right at people, into the shift, you know. But at least he's stinging the ball. But one for seven isn't great. So between Joe Bear McManus, I will say I missed on the stay right there. So kind of 50-50 on my get right, stay right list. So not a, not a bad weekend. Feel pretty good about that, stepping out on the ledge there. So what's next for your LSU Tigers? LSU will play at home Tuesday versus Nickel State. Then they will travel to Tuscaloosa to take on a struggling Alabama team for a Friday, Saturday, Sunday series. I'll tell you what, you want to make a push in the SEC West and you want to put yourself up there to host a regional, you go into Tuscaloosa and sweep them boys, bruh. Now we're talking. And may have a little surprise for you all in the preview pod, but I mean, Bama just got swept by USC on the road and South Carolina is not good this year. So y'all stay tuned for that. So that will do it for this week's LSU-Georgia series review on the 60 Feet 6 Inches LSU pod. Thank you all for joining in. Please make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel, like, and comment on this video. Make sure to check out the podcast on Apple, Google, Spotify, and other audio platforms. And be sure to follow and interact with me on Twitter. It is at 60FT6INLSUPod. I appreciate y'all. Got y'all out of here in about 23 minutes. Got a little long-winded, so I'm getting better. But thank y'all for tuning in. Y'all stay safe. And until next time, I will see y'all on the Alabama Preview Pod. Appreciate y'all. Thanks.